Hi guys, welcome back. My name is Jakub from Wellhealth Pro and today we'll be speaking to Renier Silier from Silier and Swartz Physiotherapy. Renier, how are you? I'm great, thank you for having me Jakub. It's great to have you here. Renier, you run a successful physiotherapy practice with quite a few medical practitioners under the company. Will you tell me a little bit more about what you guys do? So, we are medical professionals that test and treat tissue damage and basically we're the best at understanding what exactly goes wrong with pathology and basically just tissue. Wow, okay, so that's interesting. So in terms of the medical professional setup, Fisher's role is looking at the tissue, looking at the physical signs of something going wrong. Now, if you've got so many practitioners, do all these practitioners just do a certain type of treatment that's near this one? Or how does that work? Not at all. Um, we've got a whole group of expertise that's, that's specialist in each and every component in the field of physiotherapy. But I just want to touch on that. You say that um, not only do we treat tissue, we, we understand the physiological process. A lot of people think of physios as physical therapists, meaning we're going to do movement and exercises and things like that. But uh, I consider we are, I look at more the aspect of physiological processes, meaning that it's a cellular level of chemical processes that happens inside your body in order to produce some symptom or problem that you feel, pain, weakness, stiffness, etc. And we've got a group of experts that each one is the best at what they do in their specific field. Okay, so in terms of those fields, would you mind giving us an example? So let's say for example, I come in with a headache and nausea and dizziness. How would you go about treating that? Or how would one of your therapists go about treating that? So first, before, we before we'll treat, we'll actually diagnose the problem. So when you come into the practice, be before you come in, you'll contact the practice. And then we do just a short screening just to get an idea of what exactly is the problem. And that our administration and our reception staff is skilled at trying to get you and booking you with the best practitioner that can treat that specific type of problem. Um, so with a headache, a receptionist will book you with one of our experts that's actually great at treating a headache, a headache and neck and cervical type of problems. And that practitioner will then first test and establish what exactly they find to be the problem and then from there we will diagnose it and then we will treat it. That is extremely different from the industry standard currently where I know patients get booked just to who's got an opening. There's no trying to match the patient. No, no, what happens is, is they actually just point and say treat this and there's this assumption that we, you know, as long as, you know, if we, if we can see it, then, so, you know, we know exactly what's going on there, where that's unfortunately not the case. You know, there's a lot of testing that needs to be done. There's a lot of uh, evaluation that takes place before we get to that point of, you know, really understanding what exactly seems to be the problem. 
Yeah. That's it. Again, yes, what you said now as well. Um, patients tend to think we're able to understand what's going on based on a description of pain in an area, but it's more complex than that. Um, I think in terms of a patient showing you and saying, I rolled my ankle. Um, is it really as simple as just rolling your ankle? No, not at all. Uh, the understanding of how the ankle rolled, how much impact was uh, on the ankle. Were you on a bike when when you rolled your ankle? You know, if you're traveling at 30 kilometers an hour and you put your ankle up and your ankle rolls, that's totally a different amount of force that goes to the ankle. So it's completely different. Uh, and then the structures in which it actually influences, you know, uh, if it's muscles, tendons, uh, joints, you know, joints can get crushed, ligaments can get torn. Tendons get, get overstretched, you know, muscles try and accommodate. And then we've got the, the worst case, we've got nerve involvement, you know. And if there's nerve involvement, then the intensity of the pain is just so much more. So uh, trying to understand and getting a clear picture of what exactly goes on before and until the injury happens, that is, the, that is, what, a, that is what our experts try and establish in order to understand what, what went wrong. Yeah, that's, again, like you said, now, it makes sense, you know, and it can't just be a simple ankle roll. There's so many factors involved, and there's so many different structures involved. And, again, I assume that makes that first consultation a bit bulking for, in terms of testing. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, we spend a lot of time on testing and understanding and just getting all the questions out, trying to trying to get behind and put ourselves in the shoes of what exactly uh, happened. And even worse in chronic conditions, because uh, when, we, when we look at chronic conditions, they've got um, years and years and we've got accommodation happening. So it's trying to just uh, fluff out what exactly is, what's, what's not involved, trying to get to the primary problem, you know, trying to get rid of all the muscle spasms that's surrounding the, the sites of the injury. Uh, and just zoning in, trying to understand what exactly that you know went wrong in the first place, because patients just tend to just wait too long uh, before they try and before they consult someone. You know, you wake up one morning and you hope that the pain is going to be better, but four or five months down the line, you're still stuck in the same place, and uh, it just got worse uh, until you get to a point where you have to admit to yourself, listen this is really now a problem and I need to go and see someone. And when they get to us, you know, it's, uh, it's a mixture of uh, frustration that we get from the patient uh, and they expect us to, you know, uh, know what exactly is going on from the get-go. But in the meantime, this thing is progressing, you know, five months and we have to, we have to diagnose and treat in an hour. So we push five months of history into an hour. That is the that is the, and we are good at what we do. And but understanding that it's a process in order to get to get get. Sometimes we just take some time getting rid of some of the the secondary problems that develop, the other problems that develop um, because of a primary injury and. It is, it is a very hard expectation from patients, more in chronic conditions, 
that puts it in context. I think I think one of the things that the industry struggles with, and a lot of patients ask these questions, and you've touched on it a little bit. They wait too long. Now I think there's a lot of factors why they wait too long. But what's a simple way for the patient to know if they're injured or not? How do they know? Because they don't want to maybe waste their time and our time or wasting money, but how do you know you're injured? When should you come and see someone, or specifically, when should you see a fissure? The Just the feeling that you get like, you know, I'm making my problem someone else's problem. No, and that is where we got a lot of resistance from patients. Um, but I would say, even if you are uncertain, and you are, you're feeling like you just want someone's opinion on a problem, whether it be pain, whether it be stiffness, whether it be whatever you might be feeling, doesn't really matter. Get an opinion of a muscle and skeletal expert, and that is what we are. Just to try and just to tell you, listen, yeah, it's you know, it's it's a problem. Uh, you know, but we're gonna we're gonna fix it. It's gonna take about four weeks. Or listen, uh, you've got some really serious problems. You must be very careful. Just yesterday, I had a patient, you know, with a calf tear. You know, tore about three and a half centimeters off his calf. And um, I tried to explain to the patient, listen, you really this is dangerous. The possibility of you tearing it even further is very very high. Uh, so um, you know, you get that, and then you've got. On the other side, where you've got patients coming in with pain in their knee that's been there for, you know, four or five years, and they've been training, and it's just this niggle that's there, you know, and we test and evaluate, and we just give them that comfort to say, listen, uh, this is a problem, yes, but it is treatable, and these are the steps that we need to take in order to fix it. So, I, yeah. I find that, I find that, what you said with a lot of patients, and something I find as well is I often get patients that respond brilliantly to therapy, and they come in and say, I initially didn't come to you because my only concern was I just didn't want to take so much pain medication anymore. Or, you know, it wasn't a big thing. It was just these niggles were piling up, and, you know, my family said it's normal. I'm getting older. And, and the more everyone told me it's normal and you have to live with it, um, my patients tell me, you know, I felt there was a better way and they didn't even think of us to do that because they said, but you know, I can't even grade my pain out of 10. I just have maybe a little bit of stiffness, um, but it goes away very soon. How would you respond to a patient that gives you this story? Firstly, pain is not the only thing that we treat. When you feel, if you are feeling there is something wrong, that is enough for us to say, listen, let us investigate. Because clearly something might be wrong. And it is then for us to try and pinpoint and do stress tests and do all our kind of investigations to try and understand what is what exactly is going on there. Um, whether it be pain or not pain, you know, stiffness, weakness, um, instability, uh, just the, the fear of not being able to, that is enough. Not being able to, I'm fearful to climb stairs, you know, I'm, I'm just scared. I can't put my, I can't, I can't lean on my arm. 
I'm scared to pick up this 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 five kilogram uh, water bottle and carry it inside to the house. You know, that is that is enough for us to say, listen, something is going wrong here, and let's try and understand what's going on. And that is where our experts come in. That sounds that sounds exactly like a lot of people out there. I think there's a large percentage of people that's listening now and thinking, hey, but I struggle with some of these activities you've just mentioned, but I thought it was normal. You know, I dislocated my shoulder 10 years ago and I'm not ready for an operation yet. That's normally what, what we hear. But I think that gives them some insight into, into their conditions and maybe it is worthwhile to see someone or get an opinion. And, I always say to the patients as well, you know, opinion is an opinion. You don't have to act on it, but at least you know now. And, and that brings us to... just getting that options, just to hear, listen, these are your options. You know, this is the problem, and these are the ways in which we can influence this problem. Uh, whether it be, you know, we can, we can look at all the whole spectrum of the medical... Uh, system in order to say, listen, this is what chiros do, this is what GPs do, this is what an occupational therapist would do, this is the type of treatments that a neurologist would do, or an orthopedic surgeon. We would give them those opinions and say, listen, these are the options that, in order that can actually help and fix this problem. This is, and yeah. Uh, you've mentioned this just now, you know, you, you, gave, you give them a wide spectrum of options. And I feel that, especially in the industry that's regulated by time, um, although you've got so many well-intentioned medical professionals, they sometimes just don't have the time to hear the patient out. And I know your practice is quite adamant on an hour session, and I assume that's generally because all of these options and explaining other people's role would also take time. There is, we've just been talking a few minutes and, you know, the, 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 the components that we need to discuss with the patient regarding their problem in order for them to understand what exactly is going on takes time. And yes, we are heavy, heavy, heavy to try and make the patient understand what's going on because then the patient is going to understand, listen, this is why I cannot do this. This is why I cannot do this. I, I understand now. Instead of saying, listen, don't go and ride a horse. Don't do that. Don't do that. And you don't, as a patient, understand why not. But, you know, so in that sense, we try and take it on a case-by-case -case basis with a patient to tell them, listen, this is your limitations. This is what you cannot do. Not, this is the, this is the rule of thumb, you know, uh, like with the hip replacement, you know, you cannot cross your legs. Uh, eight weeks, nine weeks down the line, yes, you can cross your legs. But we get patients coming in four or five years later, still not crossing the legs. Why not? Yeah, that's that's something that I love about your system. I think I think if I touch a little bit on it, you've just discussed and said you individualize for each patient. It's not just a cookie cutter approach. You you you're very educational focused. And it seems like you guys have a very large focus as well on being diagnostic. I think summing that up for us, if I said all of those things, 
am I close to your treatment philosophy? Is that somewhere where you guys focus on in terms of you think about how we treat patients? I think you are 100% great for that. No person is the same as another person, and we cannot treat patients like that. We cannot put them in a box. So, at our practice, that is what we strive to, to understand, and that's what our experts do with each and every patient that comes through our door. I thank you, Renee. I think that gave everyone a very good idea of how you guys approach therapy, because that's something not discussed regularly with the patient. You know, how do a practice think about applying your treatment? Not just what's wrong in the diagnosis, but how do you approach? I think in the industry, there's a, there's, a, there's a great lot of technicians. There's people that apply techniques. You know, if you want to patch, patch, you know, if you want a, a plaster slapped on, sure, let's put a, let's slap a plaster on a, on a wound. But then I would ask, Okay, but did you inspect the wound? Did you understand? Is there an infection or not? But you can you can put a plaster over an infected wound, you know. Uh, and so, in the, in that sense, if you do not understand what is exactly is going on, then you might miss it, and it might be very detrimental to your health. I agree with you. I agree, Rini. We thank you for speaking to us. We thank you about educating the patients and empowering the patient. It really is a new frontier for the medical industry to start and empowering patients and we appreciate that you as a practice do thank you for being with us on the podcast sure thanks Yaku. thanks for giving me the opportunity just to get the message out there brilliant enjoy your day you too